What's up, everybody? My name is Adam Badger, and welcome to Talkin' Fit. Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you for listening to Talkin' Fit. I have an awesome guest today. Just real quick, if you get value out of the episode, I always say this, but just please share it. Share the link, send it to a friend, leave a five-star review for feeling awesome that day. If you think the podcast sucked, tell me anyway, and I'll make it better. Uh, But I have an awesome client today on the podcast, an awesome guest who happens to be a client. Uh, Her name is Lori. We've been working together now for like a year, a little over a year, which is awesome. Uh, But we have like interacted before in the past. We actually worked together like, I don't know, it was like 2018, 2019, like a while ago too. Uh, And the last year that we've worked together, we've been working on both her nutrition, her mindset and her training. And I just want to kind of go through Lori's story and, and talk through like, you know, the things that she's learned and how she applies the information that I talk about on a day-to-day basis to see results. So what's up, Lori? Thanks for hopping on. Hey, thanks for having me. So uh, could you give people a little bit of background on you? Uh, Just like, just starting with the basics, like age, what you do for a living, uh, how long you've been working out for stuff like that. Sure. So I am 49 pushing 50. It's coming right around the corner. Um, and I am a pediatric occupational therapist. So I work with infants and toddlers with special needs and they are my love. It's the greatest passion ever. Um, and I I just kind of always been in healthcare and that's kind of, I think how the path kind of led me to you a little bit. Um, I will say like my, my health journey, um, has been not really that long. It's only been probably since I was 40, I was kind of thinking before I came on, like how long I've actually been working out and so forth. And I don't think I did anything until I turned 40. And mm-hmm. I think there was a couple of times when I was in my twenties, like when my girlfriend and I would go to the gym, cause we were scouting for guys. Um, but other than that, <laughs> there was no, like, there was no rhyme or reason. We would just get on yeah, like, yeah. Bill or do whatever we're doing. Like we, we checked out all the guys looking for our husband. So that's kind of how that went. And it didn't last very long <laughs> because it just didn't work. Um, but eventually like, you know, kind of, you know, got married and whatever. And I turned 40. So you found a husband. I did find a husband, but not at the gym. <laughs> not at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> not at the gym. Um, but I turned 40 and it just was kind of like, like a, a transition time in, in our lives, my husband and I lives. And I needed something and I needed a new focus. And I remember I had a girlfriend and, you know, on Facebook and everything. And she was talking about um, this little, uh, little like exercise class at the community center here in town was doing, and it was two days a week and it was $5 each time I went or something like that. And, and she was like, come on, join us. And I was saying to my husband, like, you know, I need to do something. I need to move my body. I'm healthy. And as a healthcare professional, like you need to take care of yourself, but I had mm-hmm. never really done anything. So I was scared to death scared to death. Like I didn't know, I knew this one girl and we were acquaintances. We weren't really friends. And the thought of walking into this community center and like other women being there and they were all going to know each other. And I didn't know anybody. I was like, but I knew I had to do it. So I, I went down, Justine was there and she was like, she's just so friendly and sweet. And she just took me in and, and every, I would just go every Tuesday and Thursday and it was at night and I didn't want to go, but I would go and it was fun. And we just kind of got this little group going and I met these other really nice women and this trainer guy would kick our butt, but it was $5 and it was fun. And I just kept going back and I couldn't move the next day ever. Mm-hmm. So, so, so yeah, 
So, so, so probably a little bit of like overdoing it at, in the beginning. Oh, oh my God, for sure. Like doing lunges the entire length of the gym and like no, <laughs> yeah. hadn't done a lunge ever, you know, that kind and of thing. And not to, not to interrupt you, but uh, real quick, I just wanted to like really highlight a part of that story because if you're listening to this, you can't see Lori, but Lori, like she says, she's 49. She's shredded. She's in great shape. She can deadlift 300 pounds. And she's not bulky. She's like lean and shredded and she can do pretty much anything I throw at her. I think probably pound for pound, my strongest client. And she didn't start until she was 40. Like, think about that realistically. If you're someone who's in their thirties or forties or fifties and you're like, oh, it's too late. Or like, it's just easier if you've been doing it your whole life. Like you've put in nine years of consistency. And like you're, we're, we're getting to now is like in the beginning, it probably wasn't like optimal or the best way to train, but you were doing something. And I think that most people get caught up in either they don't start or they start and they're doing something that's maybe not working uh, as good as it should for them. And then they stop. But if you could like, you know, before, before we get into like, you know, the, your transition in training, what about that post-college to age 40 like, how would you, how would you uh, compare your, I guess, nutrition and view of like exercise to how it is now? Um, well, my view was like, I always knew I was supposed to do something, right? Like, like yeah, you're yeah. told you're supposed to exercise. So like, I knew I was supposed to do something and I probably took walks or something like that, but I did not do anything. Um, yeah. And nutrition wise, it, I had just had my first job. I was poor. I was probably eating ramen. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like that was just how it did. And like, you know, I I like to eat healthy, but I also like Doritos and I like cookies and 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 that kind of thing. So it kind of um it was like your typical 20s, right? In my in my like mid-30s, early to mid-30s is when I had some food allergies and some food sensitivities Mm -hmm. come to light. So that had forcefully changed how I had to eat because it became Mm -hmm. health, you know, health important. So that was the hard transition in and of itself. Um, Mm -hmm. at that point, because I remember, I literally remember standing in Hannaford and Latham and standing in the aisle and crying because I didn't know what to eat. Like I didn't know how, how to to eat, like, what am I going to eat all day? And, and that was a really hard thing, but that came with time and with experience. And, um, you really do eat the same couple of meals, you eat the same thing all the time. Like you say that all the time. And it's so true. Um, yeah. and I think it just kind of progressed. So like when I was younger, I knew I needed to exercise. I think I did a little thing, couple little things here and there, but nothing. I, I never lifted a weight. I can guarantee that. That's all, that's amazing. It's amazing to like, like change that back, that back half. Right. Cause like you could get really settled into those habits and, and believe it or not, I've worked with like a lot of clients and I've, I've met people who have legitimate food intolerances or food allergies and have the same reactions that you have to eating certain foods, but yet they still overindulge on them. Uh, and, and they don't, and, and I've, I've, and that's where it's sometimes the deep mindset work that needs to happen. Like, why are you willing to put yourself through the physical side effects of overindulging on cookies or, or Doritos when you know, it's not even like a weight loss thing at this point, it's like the physical part of it as well. So like for you, uh, I think that shows like a lot of self-accountability to be like, okay, well, like my health is at stake. So like, I'm not going to like make myself like shit all the time. Well, well, true. And and I know you and I have talked about this too. Like for me, initially that came to light because I was having fertility issues. And mm-hmm. for me, it was 
again, another conscious thought I remember having, it was literally brownie or baby. Like literally that's yeah. what I thought. I'm either going to have a, eat this brownie or I need to, or I want to have a baby. And so it was, I went cold Turkey. When the doctor pulled everything from me, I just mm. was like, bye done. Now it wasn't easy. Yeah. And I cried yeah. a lot, <laughs> but I yeah. did it because my goal was my goal. Um, but that's, but that's, that's, that's so important though, because like when you have a strong, why you should be able to attach yourself to like those behaviors. And a lot of times, and, and my wife is, works with women trying to conceive. And she sees a lot of the same behavior patterns that I see where women are saying, I really want to get pregnant, but they're not willing to make these lifestyle changes. And I, and obviously like, you're not in that camp, but I, from a weight loss perspective or fitness perspective, I have clients have had clients in the past, or maybe like they have gastro issues. They have inflammation issues. They literally will eat cookies or have wine the next day can't even walk because their knees hurt so bad and yet they still find themselves in that in that pattern of doing it so I guess uh you know that was a little like we were kind of going off on a tangent there but I think it's really important to just note that Lori didn't start until she was 40 with the training did it like the beginner style classes that most people do maybe didn't love them but like was like okay I'm, I like my community I like the people I'm going with so at what point did you start getting into lifting weights? Because I know like if you if you guys knew Lori now, like she's like a fanatic of like CrossFit and like strongman competitions and things like that. So uh, where did you make that transition? So the community center guy went on his merry, happy way and he went <laughs> elsewhere. And Justine had said, hey, my we have a full gym at my house in the garage. There's no cars, but there's gym equipment. And my husband will train us. Do you want to do it? And I'm like, sure. That sounds like fun. No clue. I no clue. So we went and he set up this program for us and it was very CrossFit esque. Yeah. Um, you know, there was racks and, you know, boxes and all that stuff. And, and he just started writing these programs and they, oh my God, they kicked our butt like no tomorrow. But it was one of those things like I loved the girls. There was four of us total and I mm -hmm. loved them so much. And this friendship just developed and they are my people. And it kind of went from there. And, and from a workout perspective, like it, I kind of, ju I just got the bug. And like, if I could do, you know, a 15 pound kettlebell one day, the next day I was like, mm, I'm going to try that 20 this time. And if mm -hmm. I only get half of the reps, that's still better than what I did with the lower weight. So that's kind of how I was. And I just lit, it lit a fire. I don't know what Wait it is. Like, so you knew that before we started working together, that yes. if you don't do as many reps, it's okay. Yeah. But that was still, that's still, I, <laughs> I, you and I still had that. We've had that discussion. Oh, no, that's why I'm being, sar I'm being sarcastic. I'm like, yeah, because there's been plenty of check-ins with Lori where she's like, oh, I should have got 11, but I only got 10. And I'm like, yeah, it's okay. It's totally fine. I'm like, wait, so you knew that already? I know. It's so true. It's so true. But I, man, I got the bug and it was just like, I just, I, I just loved it. And he just, we just kept doing it and we did it like three days a week. And then um, a, a competition came around and it was like, and if you know me, I just want to blend. Like I am a wallflower to the nth degree. And I just, mm -hmm. but this competition was happening and it was an all female competition. And it was like down to like Rhinebeck or something. And I don't know how I stumbled on it, but I was like, I want to do that. But I wanted the girls to do it with me and they couldn't do it. And mm -hmm. I was like horrified, like, but I want to do it. So my husband talked me into doing it. And then there was a little group of girls in this area who were going to do it. I didn't know any of them, but we all started training together. Mm -hmm. And I did this competition. I had to learn how to run. 
like <laughs> all this stuff. It was like, yeah. and I told us what we were doing, but I had to learn how to do all this. And I remember telling my husband, like, um, like just, you're going to be proud of me, whatever. Right. And he's like, Oh my God, of course I'm going to be proud of you. Just go do yeah. it. Like I stepped outside the comfort zone. I was scared. I can't even tell you shaking like the whole nine yards, but I did it. And I remember nice. him looking at me and saying, like, I'm so proud of you. And he was saying, I remember him saying like that some of the coaches that were there counting reps and all that stuff mm -hmm. had said to him, she, her form is excellent. And then whatever else they said. And I just heard that. And I was like, Oh, maybe I'm doing it right. Like, okay, yeah. this is cool. And I came back and I told the girls about it, the workout, my workout girls. And I was like, you guys, you have to feel what that feels like, like to step outside your comfort zone, be so scared mm -hmm. and not comfortable and just throw yourself out there and do it. And you're gonna be so proud of yourself. Like, it's just, it's awesome. So I did that. And then the next year we're continuing our workouts, you know, he's upping the intensity. And with that, it was more CrossFit-esque. So like mm -hmm. I was doing lots of cardio, you know, it was normal to do 800 jump ropes in a workout to mm -hmm. do a hundred burpees in a workout. Like that was normal. And I could do it all. And I could do it with a weight yeah. vest and I could do it. Like I was in it immersed in it and like a year goes by another competition comes but it's a local from one of the local crossfit gyms and they do it at suny albany and it's a team event so we're like yeah we're doing it right so we train for it five six days a week it was five days a week we were training for it and we would do training at the, in the at the, her house and we would do training down at the, at the track at school and we did that event and it was it was like, again, so scary, but your people were there, you know, and like my, yeah. sister was there, my husband was there and everybody was cheering us on. And, and that was really cool. But at that time, you know, I'm still, I was eating clean and I was fueling myself and, but I was only at like 1600 calories. Mm -hmm. Don't know where that number came from. <laughs> no, <Nope. Yeah. laughs> just a random number. <laughs> that's and just that's, where it was landing. Yeah. Just where it landed. And that's what I ate. And I was eating so clean and like, whatever. So, but during that competition, I started shaking and I was losing, um, I was getting dizzy and, um, her, my friend's husband was like, here we go, eat this quick. You know, like I needed the sugar and I needed the carbs and all of that stuff. And I was like, afterwards, I was like, I, I could have done better, but I just knew my nutrition wasn't right. Like I knew something wasn't right, but I didn't mm -hmm. know what to do. And yeah. then like, it was, but it was very overt to me that something's not, you did, you screwed up somewhere, Lori. Like you didn't eat something right in preparation for this. Yeah. So where was, so where were you at as far as like timeline wise? Um, when was that moment when you were like, oh, wow, there's a connection between nutrition and training? Probably like, probably like 18, 19, probably 2018, 2019. So you had been working out at this point for how many years? Uh, probably... I don't know, probably three years at that point. And I no, was, I, mean, is... I was getting lean and I was, I was getting like, yeah, you're only eating 1600 calories. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. But I was, but I was also building muscle or at least I thought I was building muscle. I don't know. Well, so like the, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot there. I think at the end of the day, if you're being super consistent, whether you're slightly under or slightly over, if your training stimulus is high enough, you're going to get results. Um, But like, the the point I wanted to like hone into like the the average person is just like oh this person didn't start working out till they were 40 they did it for multiple years and then were you know after a while we're in like crossfit competitions but then started to realize oh I can change my diet so the the point I'm making is just like it's a constant process like you don't just have the formula right away 
in four weeks and then now you're set for life. So if you can take someone, if someone is like, doesn't know how to do a squat properly or is afraid to lift over 15 pounds or wants to lose 50, 75 pounds and doesn't even know how to get hundred grams of protein a day. And you think to yourself, I don't need a coach. I can figure this out on my own. Like from someone who was at this point experienced, obviously like uh, built themselves to a high level athlete, strong, lean. And you were still like, I could improve on this if I have help. Whereas like the average person has kind of that, um, it's almost like what's that, uh, the Dunning-Kroger effect? Like the less you know about something, the more you think you know, and the more you know, the less you think you know. So like I noticed, that's one thing I've noticed is with, because I've been doing this for 18 years consistently, coaching humans for 10 years, and I still learn stuff and seek help. So I think for the average person who's listening to this and they're, they're like, oh, I can figure it out on my own. Like you probably can't, you probably can't. <laughs> like, like, yeah, no, you, probably you, can't. No, you mm-hmm. totally can't. And like, and, and, and for me, like I was eating clean, like I knew what it felt like. And I wish everybody knew this. Like, I wish people knew how your body was meant to run and how it could run on when you feed it healthy, nutritious foods, because you're everything is better. Like it's so mm-hmm. true. Like your inflammation goes down, your sleep is better and everything. And I wish everybody knew that. And I was at that point, but I did, I did feel like I needed a little, a little bit more. And mm-hmm. I remember seeing you were coaching a girl I went to high school with, like, um, and she would post things on Facebook. So like mm-hmm. your name, Adam Badger would pop up and Badger strength. And I would just kind of see things from afar. And then I just kind of, I don't know how I, I stumbled on you. And then I stumbled on you during, um, during COVID. And yeah. you were doing your free workouts then. And like, I was in it, I was doing it with you. <laughs> Whether or not yeah. you knew it, I was doing it. Um, and that's kind of, but like, I knew I needed to, like, I, I knew, I remember I found myself one day saying, one day I'm going to get a coach. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I'm 48. <laughs> like at, what point, <laughs> at that point I was 48. Right. So yeah. I was like, I, when is one day? Like, this is, this this is the time like that my mm-hmm. body is still working really well and I can move it and I'm able to do certain things. And like, let me, let me see what this is about. And I reached out to you and talked to you and I was like, Oh, and it's hard to like give up the power because yeah. I, I was programming myself at that point, like along with my girlfriend's husband, but I was like changing things and anything to like, I would look, if I, if I looked at a workout and it was like going to make me want to die, that meant it was a good workout. Like that was my, that was my program planning. Like yeah, if I yeah. was going to die of sweat and all of that, it was good. But I knew like I had that thought of one day and I'm like, no, I, I need to do that now. So we talked mm-hmm. and it was hard because I knew I had to give you the power. And that's hard for me as a human. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that's a hard thing. But I remember thinking like, okay, four months, I can commit to four months. I'll, I'll be all in, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. And I'll do it. Like I knew I could do that. And Mm -hmm. I knew like financially, I knew like, okay, let me just adjust. Right. Like you mean, like maybe we don't go out out to eat twice a month, you know, like whatever it was like to make it work. Yeah. And I committed to you and I did it. And then I'll be honest with you, you and I had many discussions <laughs> because yeah. I had, it was hard, Adam. It was so hard mentally to like shift from like the do or die workouts where mm-hmm. I was like seeing the light and, <laughs> like, and you know, and dying afterwards yeah. and being so sore and like all of that stuff. And you saying, 
no, you don't have to work out like that anymore. Like it's different now. We're, we're going to change it. And like trusting that, like it was really hard. Like that was a really, that was a process. And I think like, I feel like I'm finally there with you. And now it's like mm-hmm. mindset things that like, I'm like, I feel like I'm working on, but that was mm-hmm. hard. Um, That was like a hard transition. It's difficult. It's difficult to transition just like in any form of changing habits, like anytime you're changing a habit, whether you're someone who's going from working out too much to working out less or working out not at all to working out a moderate amount, yeah, it's doing things differently. So to give a little background on that, like when I, when it, me and Lori had our first call, she, her kind of uh, goal was she had feel like she was putting a lot of effort in the gym and was eating very clean, but wasn't getting like the result that she may want. But she was also dealing with a lot of like nagging injuries that were just kept popping up over and over again. And I remember specifically having her send me uh, a picture of like, send me some pictures of workouts that you're currently doing. And I remember it would be like, you know, 12 or 13 exercises. And it would be like a lot of jumping, a lot of bouncing around. And I remember saying like, okay, we're gonna, in order to get you better results, meaning you're going to get leaner, stronger, more fit. I'm going to have you work out less and eat more food. So like, for the average person, so this is someone who's in a relatively advanced at this point, who is already strong. And it's hard for her. So imagine the average person who's not working out a high intensity and is having str- struggling and getting motivated to tell this person, we got to eat more food and we got to, we got to like, you know, not expect to do a 90 minute hit class and see results. It's like, it totally rewires the way you approach things. So when we first started that process, I remember specifically too, because I had, I had had the call with Lori and she said she wanted to do it, but she just wasn't sure. She's like, is there any, I remember specifically, she said, could you send me a month of workouts just so I could take a look at them to see if I actually want to do them? And I said, I was like, I remember I said to her, I was like, this is where the coaching process kind of started. I said, well, Lori, like, you know, your program is going to change like every month. And uh, if there's any, like, what are you exactly looking to learn? Cause I'm not holding anything back from you. But I think the problem here is just that like, you're afraid it's not going to get you the results you want. And I'm telling you that it, it probably will. Like what you're currently doing isn't so something different, but logically should. Right. And she was like, Oh damn. Okay, I'm I'm in. <laughs> well, and because, uh, yeah. Well, and because when when I went into this, I like part of me, I try to be very humble in life, right? But part of yeah. me, I was like, he's gonna be impressed with me. He's gonna be like, I'm a six day a week workout person, <laughs> like I'm committed, like like I, I you were I was one I was one of you minus the coaching degree, right? Like <laughs> like I figured you were gonna be impressed with that. And you were like, oh heck no, like that's not impressive, Lori. Like, look what you're doing to your body. And I remember being like, he's so right. <laughs> like, because I have <laughs> like that chronic foot, necrotic bone in my foot, right? So, but I that was and I was, I was always injured. Like physical therapist, it was like, hey Laura, how are you? I'm back. I always, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had cortisone shots at that point in my shoulder and, you know, and it, again, it was hard, but also knowing that I, I needed, I needed to make a change. Like you can't go through life chronically in pain. It's not healthy to do it like that. And my job is such that like, I sit on floors with, with my, with my little babies and like, I need to be able to be mobile to do that. And that was impacting that. So like, it yeah. was hard, it was like a hard switch over. And I, I just remember being like, like taking down a peg or two and being like, that's all right. And one of the things you said to me early on with like the body pain kind of thing and like me questioning your workouts was like, how does that serve you? And how does that serve your body? And for the longest time, when I would get 
that thought of not wanting of being like a little bit negative, maybe with how the programming, how I thought the programming should be or mm-hmm. change and, and changing over it. I would be like, how does that serve you, Lori? How does that serve your body? And you were right. Like, you're so right. So like when you bring it to the, your forefront of your mind and you keep that goal, it doesn't serve me. It didn't serve me. And now yeah. I'm not in pain. <laughs> and like, yeah, all we yeah. did was, you know, take away maybe 700, 800 jump ropes and some burpees and some box <laughs> jumps and some other things, but I'm doing other stuff. Like when I first started with you, I was not deadlifting 300 and I think I did three or 305 the other day, like or last week. Um, I wasn't doing anything near that. Anything. Yeah. I think I was squatting yeah. like 95 pounds and I hit what 200 a couple of weeks ago. So like, that's yeah. good for me. Like, I don't know. If that's and good, it, no, good I mean, me. that's, that's ridiculously good for anybody. Like, I, like male or female, like deadlifting over 300 pounds, like realistically for everyday functional strength, if you can deadlift just your body weight, like you probably as strong as you never ever need to be. And you're deadlifting double your body weight. Like it's crazy. So like, it's very, very impressive. And I think when people hear that, like if you're hearing this right now, maybe you're someone who's like, like struggling to start working out and you're like, well, I don't think I could ever deadlift 300 pounds. Like you don't have to. That's just Lori's goal. She likes being strong. She likes doing that stuff. But the point we're trying to make here is that you're setting limitations on yourself through your behavior. So with Lori, her behavior was, I'm going to do all this cardio, all this bouncing around workouts that maybe I don't necessarily enjoy. I just like, I think this is the punishment I need to go through to get my results. Then I have chronic aches and pains. I'm under eating calories. So I'm hitting these like long plateaus. And what we did was we actually got her stronger. We started fueling her up and she was getting to the point where she was regularly eating like. 2000 to 2400 calories a day and getting leaner. So, and this is someone who, again, is eight, nine years in by the time we start working together. So like, don't, if you're been doing this for like six months and you're like, oh, I'm not seeing results yet. Like you just got to put in more time and your, your results don't have to be, oh, I'm going to be shredded and deadlifting 300 pounds. But like, don't, if you want to lose 40 pounds right now and you're hearing this, you can lose that 40 pounds. Like, but you just got to stop quitting and, and commit to the long game of constantly like, you know, evolving and learning. So from a tactical standpoint, like uh, we didn't talk about this yet, but like your day-to-day job is very busy, very hectic. So like us scheduling this podcast was hard for both of us because <laughs> we're both have appointments, but Lori, essentially she's not, she's bouncing around all day. So can you describe like, like a typical like work week, like, how you don't have to go like appointment by appointment, but like, what does a day in your life look like from a work standpoint? So I see typically seven, eight, nine kids in a day, 45 minute sessions. And I work with children with special needs. So I'm working with infants and toddlers. So there's a lot of movement because toddlers do not stay still. Um, And there's a lot of lifting. I mean, some of my children who are more needy, um, there's lifting positioning. I mean, and I literally have kids on therapy equipment where you know, I'm on the floor, my hands are doing this, my, um, my chest sometimes is supporting, you know, like I'm supporting them the back of their heads or and my feet are holding something like I'm, it's like a monkey, like you're, you're trying to balance yeah. it all to give the child as much support as they need. So it's just one of those jobs and then in and out of the car. And then like, you know, cause you travel from a place to place. I go to house to house. Yeah. I go. Yeah, to yeah. So it's just a lot. And then carrying my therapy equipment and you know, all of that. So, you know, that was one of my goals early on too, was like, this is my career. Love it. I have no end in sight. Love what I do. Um, 
but I need to be able to sit on people's floors. And because that's what I do. I sit yeah. on a floor for a living. So, um, so yeah. So like, think about that. Like if you're the average person who sits at a desk all day, you might hear that like Lori moves around a lot. You're like, oh, well, like she burns more calories than me because she's moving around. Well, she's moving around, but she's also sitting a lot. She's in a car. She's on a floor. Like if you think you have back pain sitting in like your comfy office chair, imagine if you have to sit on like a hard floor multiple hours a day. Also, if you're doing seven or eight appointments a day, 45 minutes each, right? Which I know as a trainer, when you're in an appointment, it's not like working on a computer. You are on. You're giving 100% attention to someone else. Your energy is going to someone else. Seven or eight appointments a day. That's seven to eight hours a day, not including the travel. She's fucking busy, right? So like, what strategies do you implement to still prioritize your food? Because Lori is one of my most consistent clients when it comes to She's never drastically under her protein. She's never drastically over or drastically under her calories. She's landing in those ranges, like I would say 90% of the time. So when someone is like, oh, I'm just so busy. I don't really have time to like bring food or I forget. Like, what are some strategies that you've put into place to make sure that like your, your nutrition stays on point when you're really, really busy? Um, I think I just, I, I just plan, but the planning to me is just so second nature at this point. Like, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of food, it's like, I, I do tend to eat the same thing for breakfast. It's just easy. Um, but again, it's like just it. easy. Like it's, it. it's easy and you like it. And it's like not because, it. oh, this is a magic fat burning food. It's just, it makes your life easier. So if you're someone right. who stops at Dunkin' Donuts every morning and gets a blueberry muffin, like you're not doing that because you love that blueberry muffin. You're doing it because it's it's convenient, it's comforting. So for sure, yeah. So that's just a side. That's a side note. But go ahead. Yeah. No. And I just and I I do um I don't food prep like you see like on Instagram and stuff like that. But like you know on Sunday like when I'm you know doing whatever and the family's over I've got baked potatoes in the oven like it, yeah. they're just cooking <laughs> they're just doing their thing or I have something in the crock pot um I'm I sometimes I make meatballs or whatever I do and I throw it in the freezer and I have a backup plan should we not have left leftovers from the night before. And that's what I take the next day or whatever it is. I just, it's easy. Like mm-hmm. I just find a protein, cook a bunch of it and I eat it and I can prepare it different ways. If I make four chicken breasts, you can eat chicken breasts four different ways. And it's not like you're eating the same food. Like you can yeah. change it up. Like it's not that big of a deal. And 95% of the time, my husband's eating the same type of thing. And we just, cause I'm not a short order cook. Like you, this yeah. is what I'm making. <laughs> this is what this you is have. Your, yeah. This is what you're eating. <laughs> this is what you're eating. Um, and he's so good with it. He just does it. Um, but I just kind of make it work. I mean, and I do have, I will say, I don't rely on protein shakes and stuff like that, but I have it because there are yeah. times it's just like, I need another 30 grams or whatever it is. And I'll chug it. And I always, I have my, um, I always have emergency food <laughs> in my car, <laughs> which is like something that I can grab quick if I don't have anything. Um, and mm-hmm. sometimes that's just like, um, like, um, like, like, um, like chomps, like beef sticks or something like that, where I can get a quick 15 or 20 grams. Um, and I just, but that's, that's, but that's, that's so it's so simple, but it's so smart and works because most people, when they're, I've had clients and, and I've worked with people, I've had conversations with people like, I'm on the road a lot or I travel a lot and it's, and they're saying it's too hard. It's too difficult. I don't have time, but like Lori also works out four, four to five days a week, usually early morning. Mm -hmm. So you're getting up early. You're making sure the workout is getting done. And, uh, it's not at your house. You, you'd work out two days a week at your house and three days a week at your friend's house. So like, you also do have to travel to the, to the gym that you work out at. So 
it's not like she has this magic convenient lifestyle. She's just intentionally set up her environment to be in line with her goals, which is what I always talk about. So she's not keeping Doritos and little Debbie's cakes laying around in her car for emergency snacks. Her emergency snacks are beef jerky or beef sticks or fruit or cut up vegetables. Mm -hmm. So that's really, really useful because I think when people hear it coming from me, they're like, oh, well, you're a coach, nutrition coach who works from home. It's like, of course you do that stuff. But like, Lori's not that she's, she's an uh, occupational therapist. She works with little kids. She's on the road all the time. She's in, in appointments, which means when you're in an appointment, it's not like working from your computer where you can just eat while you work. So mm -hmm. like, and she still makes it work. She still makes it work. So like you can do that too. Um, what about as far as, you know, any changes you've noticed from prioritizing eating more food and getting stronger versus more cardio focused and under eating. The food thing was like, that was like a light bulb. Well, the one being that I, I, I think the food prep thing, just back to what you were eating, what you were saying is it is so much easier to be food prepared when your body feels good. So if people could just do one month, just commit, you're going to do it because I promise you in one month, you will feel so much better that you won't want the other stuff. Like I know I have food sensitivities, but I can still find healthy junk food. Right. And I oh, can yeah. still stick my face in a bag of, you know, chips and eat the whole thing. And sometimes I do, I'll be honest, not going to lie. Yeah. We but all I do. Feel, I feel terrible like within five minutes and I feel certainly <laughs> feel bad the next day. Like I don't feel good. So it makes it easier to not do that the next time. Oh, yeah. So when your body feels good. You're just like, I don't want to eat that. I'm going to eat this. And I, people have never really peer pressured me. Like I don't have a family that's like, you should eat that, you know, whatever. It's never been like that for me. I know that happens with people, but I've mm -hmm. always just been like, no, I'm an adult. Like, this is what I want to eat. <laughs> like, yeah. And, yeah. and I'm not going to take, like somebody once said, don't take, I'm not going to take criticism from somebody who I wouldn't ask advice. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. That's yeah. brilliant. Hey, that's a Brian Shaw quote. And you know, I love Brian. Um. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's a really good quote. And yeah. I, I've, I've never actually heard that quote before. And that's, it's so true. Because a lot of times when I'm, I'm talking, having conversations with people, their struggles are coming from judgments and opinions of people that have the same or worse behaviors than they do. So they're like, oh, you know, my brother or my sister or my parents, like, they said this, or they eat this way, or they said, I should probably watch my carbs. And I'm like, well, are they in the shape you want to be in? Do they have the habits that you want? So it's a very powerful mindset tool to go, oh, I'm going to take advice from someone who has the results that I, that I want. I'm not going to take criticism from someone who's, you know, who doesn't have the, who I wouldn't take advice from. That's brilliant. Yeah, it's right. brilliant stuff. Yeah. And I think at some point too, like, I, I feel like for me, like I just reached a point where I was responsible for me too, right? Where like, it's like, I want, I, I kept wishing, like, I wish, I wish I was stronger. I wish I looked better. I wish I weighed that, that magic number on the scale, right? I wish yeah, I yeah. won something. Well, can I tell you, I was thinking about it this morning, my current weight sits 25 pounds over that magic weight of what I thought it needed to be 25 pounds more. Like how yeah. silly, like that's crazy. Listen, and no, but you have, you have like, I think that's so like ridiculous, ridiculously important because 
I'm going to make sure when I share the podcast, like for people, like, I'll, like I'll, I have like um, the lifting picture of you with the lap pull down that, that, that I've used for content before. Like Lori's not like, oh, I'm 25 pounds over, but like body positivity. I just, I'm just accepting it. Like she's fucking shredded. And like, and I remember with her permission, I had posted uh, her, her a pic and, you know, she, you could see she's jacked. And I literally asked, again, this is all with Lori's permission. I said, like, guess how much she weighs. And everyone was guessing 20 to 30 pounds less than what she weighed because people are always assuming that your weight equals, like, being lean. And when you have lean muscle and you're fueling correctly, like, that's crazy. So, like, to put that in perspective, she, in her mind, was like, I have to weigh X amount. And now she looks more shredded and is stronger than that she was, she would have been at that weight, but it's 20, there's a 25 pound discrepancy. Like that's yeah, crazy. For sure. So like all these, the, this, it's just amazing stuff to hear about. And for sure, like the food increase, like when you increase my calories, like that was even, that was a hard thing too, because oh, yeah. it's hard to like in, eat 600 more calories. And I was so um like, not diet conscious, but like, I was just so driven, like eating what I ate, like that was what I mm -hmm. ate. And, but like instantly it was like, crazy with like going like the weight, the things I could do more, the more energy I had and like the, the increased strength that I had was crazy to me. And like, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm a, I'm totally a believer. I never would have believed that. Like, I think before I realized I wasn't fueling correctly, I was eating mm -hmm. clean, but it wasn't enough calories. I was definitely yeah. stuck and I had put myself into a plateau and whatever. Um, and I knew that wasn't healthy, but like this new way is it's just, it's fun. And it does allow for the flexibility if I want a cookie or whatever it is, like I totally eat that stuff as you well know. So it's, it's been, it's been such a lesson in me. And I thought I knew what I was doing. I had no clue, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had, you did have a clue. You did have a clue. It's just, um, <clears throat> I've been, like I said, I've been coaching people for 10 years and I still pick up workout tips and nutrition tips from people who sometimes they have the same experience level as me, but they're just coming at it from a different angle or sometimes they're way smarter than me. And I learn from them. Uh, I also still like, I've had my own business for five years. I'm still constantly seeking out like how to be a better coach, how to be a be, be better at what I do. So I think it's just having that mindset of, oh, improvement is fun and it's good to learn. And at the end of the day, if you're not getting the results you want from something, then the logical thing would be to change it. I think when people hear they're going to eat more food, there's, I mean, I love having this conversation with people because I, I'm very blunt with someone and not in a mean way, just like, you're afraid to eat more sweet potatoes and salmon, but on the weekend, you'll eat a dozen wings and pizza and wine, and that doesn't scare you. But if I tell you, hey, on a regular basis, eat more oatmeal, eat more rice, people are like, oh my God, but they'll turn a blind eye to like that weekend behavior when they're eating 5,000 calories, right? Yeah. So that's what, number one. And I think also when you tell someone they're going to eat more and they've hired you, it's like there's this irrational fear that this dude is going to trick me into gaining unwanted weight. Like as if that would be ever like an emotive of like a weight loss coach or a nutrition coach. Right. But yeah. it's a, it's an illogical feel. It's like, Oh my God, he's going to tell me advice that might make me see results. I don't want to see when he's being paid 
and he's gonna get me the results I want to get, right? Well, but it's I get a little it. bit of yeah. self sabotage too, like right, like you're yeah. already making the excuse for you to fail. But like, here's the thing: like, I'm not, I'm nothing special. Like, I'm not anyone special. Like, I literally would look at you know Instagrammers and all these people, and I would be like, I reached a point one day when I was like, they're no better than me. Like, I can do that. Yeah. And that was hard. Like, that's a hard realization to come from particularly for someone like me who just wants to blend <laughs> I don't want to stand yeah. up at all and yeah. that was hard but then like I, I I realized that like they're no they're not they're no better than me so why mm -hmm. can they do it and I can't and it's me getting up and saying let me try it and I think that's what yeah. happened with me over time like and now I totally have the bug and I just I want to be healthy I don't want to go into my 50s my 60s and my 70s I don't want to have poor mobility like you can choose as a healthcare professional you can choose to go into being older mm -hmm. in a healthy manner or in a manner that probably isn't the best health conscious right right and I don't want to be the one if I can fight it in any way I'm going to go into it the best possible way and if you can just move some way and like say and stay mobile I don't care what that looks like just do something for your bone density which is weightlifting um and yeah and and just keep your joints moving like that's what you need to do so you're so your 40s your 50s your 60s they're not old anymore 40s 50s oh, yeah. 60s is not old and oh 100 yeah you can't don't fall into that trap just be like let me do something and if it makes you scared that's okay do it anyway because you can do it prove to yourself that you can do it like i am so worth it but it took me a long time to realize that i'm worth it and i just had to learn that myself that i can do it even though i want to do it like in like my corner of my room and be like this <laughs> but, but like yeah i've learned i can do it and with that brings confidence and like it's so much better to be confident I'm much more confident now at 40, at 49, pushing 50 than I ever was at 30 ever. That's ever, amazing. Ever. It's such a good feeling. It feels like so good to, to believe in yourself and to just be like, to see a goal and just be like, let me work for that. I don't know if I'm going to be successful, but I'll have fun trying. And that's just kind of how I did it. That's, I mean, that's a perfect way to, way to end the episode. I think that was like a mic drop speech. That was awesome. Oh, uh, that, I think I think it's really, it's really, really powerful because again, it's like, and I'm, and I, I say this because I'm a human being too. I'm guilty of that too. When I set like goals for myself and it doesn't always have to be like fitness goals, but you know, it could be business goals or, or whatever. And I'm like, you attach yourself worth to the goal. And as soon as you get the hints that you might not reach it, you start to like hate on yourself or get discouraged or you consider like, well, what's the point, right? But it, it just distracts you from how far you've come. And I just had this conversation with a very successful client of mine this morning. I was like, how come when it comes to the business you run, you run this big business, you're in charge of hundreds of people, you can look at the data and look at the ebbs and flows and, and compartmentalize it and go, okay, what are we doing wrong? And you can move the needle forward and, and make adjustments. But when your weight doesn't drop one week, you are on the brink, right? And we had that conversation and really dug into that. And I think for anyone who's listening to this, we just heard what Lori said, it's have confidence, believe in yourself and understand that your time is going to pass whether you, you pursue your goals or not. Like 10 years is going to go by regardless. And in 10 years, you could be 10 years closer or 10 years more advanced than you are now, or you can be 10 years worse. And it's really the only top, like literally best, if you don't do anything differently, best case scenario is you stay the same. 
and if you stay the same and you're currently not happy with your health, then what you know, what does that look like for you? But um, Lori, I appreciate you so much. I'm really grateful to to know you, and I I really um, I'm grateful that you did say. I think this is going to help a lot of people. Thank you. And it made me do something I was totally scared to death of doing, which is an, like, that's why you have to do it, right? Like the, when you said, ask me to do it, what did I say to you? This scares the hell out of me, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. That was the first thing she said. She's like, it scares the hell out of me, but I'm going to do it. But that's, yep. that's amazing too. It's to see you go from someone who had never worked out before to now where you're like the strongest client that I can think of. And you are just constantly jumping out of your comfort zone and looking to improve like as, as you cross into your fifties is, is amazing. Whereas most I've met people who are in their thirties and they're already like, ah, I don't have anything left to prove. Like what kind of way to yeah. go about things is that? Yeah. Um, I'm not done. I'm not done. I think I told you that. Like, I'm not done. I'm not done trying to get over 300. I'm not done trying to squat more than two. There'll come a point. I know when like it tips the other there's way. There's a like, threshold. Just, yeah. There's a threshold. There's but... a threshold. Right. I totally get it. But my mind is I'm not done. So now I hit see I'm going to hit 315. I'll hit it. Like I I will. I know I will. It's going to take time and maybe it's not as easy, but I'll hit it. (laughs) You have to get that on video too. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yep. We will. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.